one thing that in our business to business environment could be good because we deal with a lot of bootstrap business owners um, would be that we're doing you a favor in terms of um, you need to get your write off, your tax write off this year. So here's X thousand dollars towards any of our products. So just to incentivize you, not only will you get the benefit of this, but depending on what tax bracket in you're in, you might get actually double what you buy. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch. And today's a snackable episode with Roland where he's going to get into some more tactical strategies that you can start using to live a rich and happy life. If this is the first snackable episode you're hearing, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that Roland has put out. And if you want to get notified every time we release a new episode, go to the new businesslunchpodcast.com website and we'll send you detailed notes along with every episode. That's businesslunchpodcast.com, www businesslunchpodcast.com and you can sign up for the free email newsletter where you'll be able to get all the highlights and resources from the episodes. Hey everybody, this is Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice on Business Lunch. Welcome to the next episode, which we were talking about uh, all things holiday. So um, holiday sales showdown was, uh, was kind of what we came up with. And I think it's a really cool, but, well, first off, Ryan, how are you doing today? Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for asking. How about yourself? I am fabulous. Thank you. Um, the uh, this this came about this this topic came about. I think as a result of we've had some really good successes going from uh, pre Black Friday into Black Friday into Cyber Monday, and then uh, right after that another promotion. Right after that, a live event that did well. Now going into another promotion this week, and looking at that momentum we in just one of our businesses pretty much doubled sales in the first 15 days. Like we hit our, our month goal 50, actually it's 13 days into the month of December. And it happened in kind of retrospect because we actually, <laughs> go figure, we actually planned uh, these interlocking or successive promotion kinds of things. And, um, and so then that got us to thinking, well, we've got the whole rest of the year. We're as we record this, it's December 18th. And so we're going to release it as soon as possible so you guys can benefit. But but as we're thinking about the rest of this year, not just taking our foot off the gas, because there's a whole lot of time left. There's 17 days to is it 17 days to Christmas? No. Is eight days? Eight days. Eight days? Seven days. Seven days. Seven days. Can't this do is, math. This is an unknowable, uh, <laughs> unknowable number. But yeah. but I think that means it's two weeks to the end of the year. And then you've got all of the beginning of the year stuff. So like, why stop midway through fourth quarter and not be thinking about how do I push on through, still have my holiday time, but then get into the first part of the year and make January and February as exciting as it was doing the end of uh, of Q4 of the preceding year. And And while it won't be Black Friday, and you definitely have consumer sentiment to think about and things like that, you do have a lot of people that are out there thinking about what they're going to do for the new year. So New Year's resolutions really 
from now until the end of January from setting them, uh, implementing them, and then tracking and keeping and staying on track is a tremendous opportunity. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about what do we do to make that happen? Thoughts, feelings, emotions? Yeah. I mean, we could just go in. I could talk about some stuff that we do at some of our companies that that have worked historically and then just some more kind of broader, you know, sentiment ideas. So where you want to start? Let me uh, maybe just a couple of concepts for everybody um, and then we'll go into our, our case studies. So one of the things would be it's still a really good time to do urgency offers. So deadline funnels and countdown timers and things like that. Um, that really helps us with scarcity. So if you guys are thinking about flash sales, um, limited edition products like drops kind of things, um, whatever can create a sense of FOMO. We've been creating a lot of FOMO around AI and um, and that like our offers for different access to AI GPTs we built and things like that are, uh, are, are something that you wanna take advantage of, but it's a limited time to get it. Uh, Nike did a thing called Cyber Week which was uh, a whole bunch of flash sales with deep discounts. I'm not a big fan of discounts. I like bundles and, and things like that better. Um, and, uh, and what they did was basically partner with local influencers for, for live shopping events featuring limited time deals. Are we doing anything like that on, on the uh, side of the house of the companies you manage? Yeah, so Digital Marketer for years and years has run the 12 days of deals. Um, and it's basically, you know, obviously a, you know, hat tip to the, uh, 12 days of Christmas, but every day of the 12 days of Christmas, there is a new, a new deal. It is a new bundle and each one of them goes live and it's live for, I can't remember if it's 48 or 72 hours, but it's live for a couple of days. And then that deal expires. And then the next day, another, a new one appears. So every day after the first, you know, two or three days, Every single day, you've got something new. You've got something that's, you know, that, that's expiring. And so it's a bit like an advent calendar where you go and you open the little window and you see like, ooh, what's the treat for today? And then um, and you get that benefit of like of both novelty and scarcity. And the combined benefit of those two just gets people going back and, you know, checking what's what's going on. So I think a 12 days of deal sale. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be discounts. Typically, they're bundles. But yeah. things that are bundled together in interesting ways with a bit of a story around them, that's a, a good way to do to lean into the season. The other thing I like that you're doing there is that you have, because uh, different things close at different times, there's always something closing. So there's urgency throughout the entire period. Does that start 12 days before Christmas and end on Christmas? When, when do you start and end that? I cannot remember if we, so it definitely doesn't start 12 days before Christmas because we haven't done it yet. I think it follows the traditional, you know, liturgical church calendar, which starts like the 12 days of Christmas, I believe goes through January 6th, which is a pivot. Yeah, it starts so it on the 25th, I think, and goes through, yeah, the 4th or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I believe, I, I believe, I believe that's the case. Maybe it's the 5th if I count 12 days. But, I think it's the 6th. Um, cool. okay. Yeah. All right, we'll take that. Uh, so... We're doing a similar thing um, that is because I don't like deals. It's it's giving. So we're basically saying uh, we're giving you during these twelve days between the twenty fifth or twenty sixth and the fifth or sixth. We're giving you um, different things, and so it might be uh, a one dollar access to a thing that we have not introduced yet, so that that we think you might want. It might be um, a suggestion of 
uh, seven books, but each day is a one, two, three, four, five, it goes up to 12. And so um, it's the first time that, that we've tried that, but I wanted to do it more than a deals, like kind of as a, as a, like a gift guide kind of thing. And also to encourage people to take these things and give to other people. So kind of trying to get a, um, a sharing virality thing going at the same time that they were uh, amazing values and, and stuff. And we're not selling every, I think we're selling on maybe half of those things. And then the other half is just straight gift, you know, straight value. But um, I think, I think that's a cool way to go. Um, another thing that was suggested is frictionless checkout. So um, Amazon's one-click purchases and mobilized checkout flow uh, and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, buy now, pay later options. So we, we have done the weekly payment thing, which has, which has helped uh, because we have a lot of high ticket things. So a lot of our stuff now is get started for as little as um, to try to reduce the friction of maybe sticker shock uh, as to like high, high priced items that we have in high ticket. Um, we haven't really done pre-filled forms or anything like that. We have definitely done multiple payment options. Um, are you playing with any of those things? And is there anything else that you might think could be good? So I, I, I do think the, the, the frictionless payment processing is big. We were not set up to do that years ago. Um, and cause I mean, the cart was just very, you know, it was very rudimentary. It was, it was designed to, to kind of sell single off items cause we didn't yeah. sell a lot of you know, bundles and a lot of things on different days. So we had to completely rebuild and redesign and introduce a new card structure to allow for it. And it definitely paid dividends. I like it. And anything else, any other strategies that that you have seen people using successfully or that you think would be good to mention? Definitely I, payment plans, buy now, pay later, friction-free pricing, those kinds of things. I, th I think um, one of the things that you and I talk about a lot is... Uh, like the challenge that we have when we want to buy a SaaS, you have to get a demo. That's terribly friction inducing, but I've seen case studies that say that the reason they all do it is that they end up selling more that way than they do through the friction-free self-service way. Do you have thoughts on that for like, for like, I guess it would, it would apply to, for us, a lot of things we have book a call as opposed to buy now. Um, and I think it's generally driven by price point, but I'd love to, what, what, what could we share with folks that might help them with respect to that? Do you think? So typically, uh, let's take a scalable company. We've got our founders board mastermind. And, and typically you would only hear about that if one, you had already come through another program or if, um, if you were referred to by somebody else, but one time a year and it's around this time. And this kind of speaks to another point. This is the time of year when people are making decisions about, what groups and things they're gonna invest in next year. Now is when people start thinking about identity, not just what am I gonna do next year, but who am I going to be? And so this is the time of year where we just flat out ask people, hey, if you wanna mastermind with us, if you wanna group up with us, then you can go here right now and you can just straight up apply. And we're gonna be doing, we've got a team that's gonna be doing um, you know, rapid application reviews, we can review your application and accept you without even getting on a you know, call unless you, you know, want to talk. And so we make it very clear that if you want to leap to the front of the line right now, you can do that. And, and we don't do it all the time, but this is the time of year when people are making really big 
you know, and fast decisions. And so I would, uh, to the extent that you've got those things in place right now, that, that kind of good, healthy friction, now's the time when I might consider backing off on some of that and see if you can't push more through the pipeline. I like that. The other thing would be, uh, not, not buyer's remorse, but like card abandonments and things like that. What would, I don't know what the best way to call that is. So somebody, we, this is a time of year, I think, when a lot of people are shopping by putting things in carts. So number one, I would have persistent carts. If your cart empties out every time somebody comes back, you're, you've just lost most of the people that I know in my family because uh, they don't want to go back. Like they're hunting, comparing, and then that's going to decide. They're going to go back and forth and decide and make a buying decision. So if you've lost that, that's unfortunate. But also cart abandonment, when they do close that cart, running those cart abandonment sequences around the products that they were thinking about buying to offer perhaps a discount, perhaps a bundle, perhaps uh, user, like a testimonial kind of social proof type things, uh, or even just tips on how to use that thing that will then be benefit driven that will cause the person to say, ah, oh, I really should have gotten that. Um, I know that we're doing things like that. Anything else along those lines that you think might be good to think about? Yeah, now's the time to invest in proactive human to human outreach as well. So if somebody's added something to a card and they've started some type of a process, and let's say normally you're not set up for, you know, for doing, you might do retargeting, you, you might have an automated abandoned cart campaign. Um, if you're B2B, you might, you know, follow up with people who start an application, but who don't, you know, finish, but you don't always do it. Now is the time to be very, very, very proactive with that. The, you know, hey, I, you know, I saw you started um, your order. Uh, I've, I've actually got a coupon code, you know, for you if you're interested, if, if, we, if, if you're willing to finish today, but it, it does expire today. Don't send them the coupon code. Get them to reply back and go, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that. And now is also the time if you can, if you've captured their email address somewhere, see if you can't connect with them on social channels. Yeah. Right. We've especially also if you're retail. So you can't do a DM outbound uh, direct message. Yeah, and and we've been you you have to have had them opt in, of course, but um, we've been through the new business that you and I started, AIFIMyBusiness.com. We've been doing outreach with AI agents, where it's actually somebody, so a, a an AI agent, uh, not a real person, that's calling and having a complete conversation with somebody. Um, and that is using that platform through AIFI My Business. The other thing that we are running right now that we just started this weekend was there's a text chat version that's AI powered to have those same kinds of conversations on text and WhatsApp. And we're doing that through a company called Max, M-A-A-X.com. We're not affiliated with or anything, but um, so far it's been pretty good in our beta tests where we're like, I get the message or somebody in the company does it. So that'd be something to look at. Um, do you do any kind of gift collections, like a curated collection of gifts for any of the businesses that you're? So much of what we do these days is B2B that we haven't. Um, what, but I think it's really smart. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I know when I go to websites, I mean, if, if I'm thinking about like, jewelry for, you know, my, you know, stepmom or something like that. Like I'll, I'll go to a store and I'll, I'll click on like the gift ideas. So it's yeah. just a really good place to start. Um, what I found though, is most of them, they don't, they're like, oh, here are some things that would make some good gifts. And there's not a ton of thought. 
you know, yeah. put into it. If I were doing this, I would, I would have a story around it. Because when you give somebody a gift, you don't just want to give them a present. You want to give them a present and then tell them the story about the present. Yeah. So I think if, if retailers in particular would spend a little bit more time building a story around why this isn't just a good gift, but it's an interesting story to tell, um, so that that's what makes it an interesting gift, they, they would find that it was far more effective. On the gift giving front, though, the piece that I wouldn't forget about is people buying gifts for themselves. And I think leaning into that as well, of like you're buying so much for other people, you know, this is a gift guide for you, you know, yeah. treat yourself kind of thing. And I, like, one of the smartest ad campaigns, I saw a jewelry, um, I, I forget the jewelry maker that, that did it. And I haven't seen this in years, so maybe it didn't work, but they basically ran this thing and they said, um, your, your left ring finger is for the person you love to show your commitment to someone else. Your right ring finger is to show you know, you are who you are and your commitment, you know, to, to your, you know, to your, to yourself, like left is for them, right is for you. And they were, and I think the problem is the execution was very good. Like the jury was kind of like, meh, but I was like, oh, that's a really good thing to lean into. And so I think applying that same type of thing of like, you know, you've invested this much in other people. Don't forget about you. Right. My, don't, uh, don't forget. Yeah. My, my old, uh, business partner in the diamond buying business who, you know, uh, Chuck, uh, constantly reminds my wife, you've got 10 fingers. Mm. You've got 10 fingers. I was like, that's the- And some of them can fit multiple rings on it. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, ah, stop saying that. Um, there is, uh, so Uncommon Goods kind of did something along the lines of what you're talking about. They curate different gift collections based on personalities and interests. Yeah. I think that what would plus that for them would be if they could tell a story about that person, like this is the adventurer, you know, you're the adventurer, everything, blah, blah. And then talk about that mindset. And, you know, you're not afraid of tigers in Africa or whatever, even though there aren't any, I don't think, uh, lions in Africa. How about that? Uh, you're not afraid of these kinds of things and you're in it, but, uh, flows over, spills over into your entire life, you know, so for the adventurer in you or the person that, you know, and then curate that I think would be cool. Um, and uh, there, I guess, I, and I don't know these, you might, but um, one of the suggestions that I've seen is partnering with gifting platforms like Giftery or Gift Card Granny to expand reach from the traffic they've already got. Um, so that'd be something that would be worth uh, reaching out and checking. We, it, I, think, I think a lot of our stuff doesn't really fit there, but if you've got retail and product type stuff, I think, I think it could be really good. Um, Let's see. What about um, any kind of holiday themed content? Are you guys doing any of that? It's kind of hard because well, we want to be non-denominational religious kind of stuff. Yeah. There's the aforementioned like 12 days of deals. Um, I know that, you know, I like Airbnb has got the 12 stays of Christmas. That's pretty cool too. That's good. Yeah. I mean, they don't do this as much like to me anymore because I'm not, I'm not as much like the face of digital marketer like, like I was. But as silly as like we would some of our highest open, most engaged email campaigns, it was like me in a badly photoshopped Santa costume. <laughs> and so I do think that it's good to have a little bit of fun. Like this is a time when 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 you can play around, you know, you, you can have some fun. And, and so I, I and I and I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great. People were like, oh, are you mad? I was like, no, I mean, because it made us more money and people, you know, people liked it. <laughs> So right. I, those little things like that, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't forget about that. Um, I've also seen 
people send out holiday cards and family things. Uh, like I've, there, there are people that we give lots of money to, you know, yeah. they're like coaches and consultants that we lean on for help. And, you know, add people, add your clients, your high level clients to your holiday card list, your Christmas card list. If you, if you send that out, that those kind of things, you know, make a difference and in, in sending into the year holiday gifts. I mean, I got like, a, just a freaking cool letter opener from the guy that does, you know, that, that, that helps us, one of our consultants that we paid. And it's like, that's cool. Probably yeah. going to renew with this guy. Yeah. Loyalty, um, loyalty program rewards. I think anything to take care of your customers or the people that are in your loyalty program, it could be anything from just acknowledgement to a gift, to a discount, um, but uh, to, to a handwritten letter or a phone call, not from a robot. Uh, those, those are, would all be things I would think would be good, just general goodwill builders, right? This time of year. I should say there's, there's a, there's a particular jewelry store. I'm not going to plug them because they need to pay me, but um, there's a particular jewelry store that I've given lots and lots of money to, um, you know, over the years to buy presents for my wife and, you know, mom and things like that. And um, every year they send me like a thousand dollar gift card. Now I could go into this jewelry store and use this gift card to just buy a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Right. And probably people do. Yeah. But not once has that ever happened. You know, I typically go in there and as I go back and I look, it's like, oh, you know what? This is anywhere from about 5%, you know, to 10% of what I would spend in there in a typical year. Right. And, and so what is it really? It kind of functions if I'm going to buy like I've always bought it functions like a 10% off coupon, but in reality, I wind up spending more. Yeah. And so I think something like that of like, Hey, you've got a, you've got a a $500 credit or a $20 credit. Or if you, like you said, if you do points, Hey, for the next, you know, until the end of the year, we're going to double your points. It'll go back to this at this time, but we're going to double your points. I think giving your, giving your people money, cash that's burning in their pocket that they can only spend with you is a great way to make sure that they do actually spend with you yeah, and not with, with other people. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. One thing that in our business to business environment could be good because we deal with a lot of bootstrap business owners um, would be that we're doing you a favor in terms of um, you need to get your write-off, your tax write-off this year. So here's yep. X thousand dollars towards any of our products. So just to incentivize you, not only will you get the benefit of this, but depending on what tax bracket in you're in, you might get actually double what you buy, right? That, and that if you pair that with what we call the 13 month year offer, where you say, go ahead and invest now, you get the tax write off and we're going to give you an extra month included yeah. so that we realize that you're not really going to have time to get the value from this today. And even when you come back, it's going to be a little bit crazy. So yeah. you won't, be rebuilt until X amount of time, that combination of, oh, so I get the, the tax write off now, but I don't feel guilty for the fact that things are so busy that I can't do anything with this. Uh-huh. The 13 month year is a, is another good thing I'd throw in now if you're B2B. I like it. So lots of fun things to kind of think about. Uh, the biggest thing for everybody here is we've gone through lots of different ideas, but thinking about consciously, intentionally, don't take your foot off the gas now. You've, you're on a big roll of momentum and I know that your people may have worked extra hard and you may have worked extra hard to get all the things done and built and launched and out that you just did, but you've got momentum now. So don't let it slide. 
drive through the end of the year. Think about your holiday promotions. Think about what's going on in the heads of your prospects and your existing customers. How can you reward them? How can you entice them? Uh, how can you get them to make more purchases by the end of the year? And then how do you encourage them into the beginning of Q1 so that you're sustaining all of the momentum? And we already have this natural New Year's resolution, restart, get things going. I'm going to do this differently, or I'm going to do this thing, or I want to start something new. That's all stuff that we should be capitalizing on and putting out in our marketing campaigns to drive sales. So finish strong. And I think that's it for this episode. Anything you want to add before we take off? Don't forget about the first part of January. First part of January is every bit as profitable, if not more so. But for this reason, um, most businesses, especially in retail, um, are, are spending up in, in December. They want to get that holiday shopping. And so ad costs go up for everybody. They are at some of their lowest levels the first couple of weeks in January. So it is a time when you still have maximum attention opportunities, but the cost to capture that attention is lower than it has probably been in months. And I don't care what industry you're in, it's lower than it's been in months. So this time is all about monetizing the ones that you got, you know, getting more from the relationships that you already have. January is going to be about expanding market share. So yep. make sure that you got some campaigns queued up that are entry point, that are low barrier to entry, that are there to go out and gobble up all this, all this market share because it's not going to be a better time than the first part of January. Love it. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go get those holiday sales and we'll see you next time on Business Lunch. If you like this, please share it with a friend and we'll see you next time. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%? What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail 
and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%? What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available. 